Say this with me. This is my Bible. I believe the words in it. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I believe that there's power in the Word of God. I'm about to receive the seed of the Word of God. And the devil cannot steal, will not steal my seed. But I will prosper from what I receive today. And from this moment forward, I'll never be the same. Say it loud. The Word of God is the answer. The answer is in the Word. Amen. Amen. Turn to Luke chapter 18, verse 1. I'll be reading it from the Amplified Classic Edition of the Bible. We are in volume 2 of a series that we started entitled Relationships. We're, 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 we're playing on that word real because we want our relationships to be authentic and in line with the way that God originally designed relationships to be. No, we are not trying to live our truth. We're trying to live out the truth because it is the truth that you know that will make you free. And in this volume two, we're going to be dealing with uh, developing a lifestyle of prayer rooted in relationships. Developing a lifestyle of prayer rooted in relationships. Come on, say prayer is a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's, it, and, and so this is part one, and today it's just simply introduction. That's all it is. Now, we're going to be putting my notes on the board. I'm glad to see you guys got your pads out, your phones out. Those of you that are writing, beautiful. I was with my apostle last night on the riveting room of revelation that he does on Saturday night, and I, I get the opportunity. I'm so honored to be invited on. I love being at my apostle's feet or just in his company. And so I got the opportunity to be on there last night, and I asked him after we were offline he kind of sits there with us sometimes 10 15 sometimes even up to an hour we're talking after the show is over and I asked him the question about did do you think that uh, with the progression of the church and two and three services and you know uh, squeezing time down do you think that we possibly threw some stuff out or uh, uh, moved some stuff away from the church that we should not have. He said, oh, yeah, absolutely, I think. And so I, I talked to him about how I was encouraging the church members to get a uh, Bible and, and bring a notepad so you could take notes and stuff like that. And so I asked him, what do we need to do? He said, well, son, you're already doing it. The fact that you were bold enough to tell your people to bring something to write with and to take notes and get a Bible, he said, you're trying to get the people back to the place because we talked about last night about worry and you can see in the comments, he asked for audience participation and told him to write down some things that you worry about. And for the most part, uh, the audience is oftentimes Christians. You may have some stragglers, but for the most part, I believe it's primarily a Christian audience. And from this Christian audience, they were in worry. They were in worry about finances. They were in worry about job. They were in worry about uh, a number of things. They worry about their kids. Now, we're talking about Christians. We're not just talking about people that are without Christ. We're talking about people that are saved who have committed their lives right to the Lord Jesus Christ and they are in worry which then tells me that we're not spending enough time in saturation with the Word of God because the Bible told us Jesus's first ministry to the disciples to us the church was about his care of his people right for instance he I love the illustration he gave last night uh, my children when they were young never worried about the power bill they never walked up to me and said, Dad, are you going to pay the power bill this month? You know why they never worried about that? Because they knew that it was the 
father's responsibility to take care. They didn't get, they, my children never said, Dad, are we going to eat tonight? No, 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 no. My children, even to this day, and all of them are out of my house, supposed to be, but still in my house. Uh, they still text me on the phone, so what you cooking tonight? So they, I went from father to shelf. What you cooking tonight? And I'm talking about they be on that thread getting down while I putting orders in. And here I go, okay, I go to the grocery store, I'm cooking it. I'm cooking it. You know, because it's not the child's responsibility to be worried about those things. Those things are the responsibility of the adult, of the father, of the parent. And God is our father. And he has you taken care of. That's why he said, take no thought what you should eat, what you should drink, wherewithal shall you be clothed. He said, for all of these things, the Gentiles, people that are out of me, they seek these things. But if you seek me first and seek my righteousness, all those things will be added to you. But we're not saturating ourselves enough in the word of God. Because what's in you is going to come out. We need saturation of the word. We need affirmation of the word. Most of you here, you come in the right way. Our coach is to confess the word. But I don't want you to be a hypocrite in confessing. We should be confessing from what's in us and not hoping that just because we say it, it's going to happen. Then you need meditation. You got to spend the time, got to spend the time ruminating on the word of God as a cow would eat food and, and, and bring it back up and chew it again and swap. You got to regurgitate, I mean, you got to regurgitate, you got to meditate on that word of God. The Bible says we meditate upon the word both day and night. And then you got to have association. You need association. You need to be in the company of people that, that want what you want and are striving to become better in their relationship with God. You need to come to church. You need to come to church because he didn't, he didn't call for a temporary thing to be constant in your life. COVID hit and it was temporarily we had to sit at home. I honestly believe the church missed a great opportunity, if you would really ask me. I believe that we weren't built up enough that we needed to be, that we should have still been meeting in COVID. We should have been in Goshen. Healing should have been in the house of the Lord. And the world should, not. it's just my, and the world should have been looking at the church like, what in the world are those people doing over there? Because they're not getting sick. They still thrive, and I, I believe, this is my personal belief, that the church missed a great opportunity, that we were not prepared as we should have been. Amen. And good loving church people died. That's why I got you on this health thing. Some of us, some people passed not because it was their time. I don't mean, a whole bunch of them, it wasn't their time. Watch this. Their, the body has been designed to heal itself. If we give the body what it needs and keep the body built up so the body can heal itself. The body was designed, watch, let me, the, the body is the most unique thing that God ever created. Your body, you don't even realize what your body does when it touches an object. When your body touches an object, immediately your computer system goes to work, analyzes, puts it under the microscope, analyzes what it is, and immediately begins to build up an immune system against it. Immediately, it begins to build up an immune system against it. That's how, watch it, that's how awesome your body is. You know that the computer ain't nothing but your body in a box? 
Man just invented himself. He invented, and from his invention came a computer himself. The wires are the veins. They carry the information. The hard drive is the brain. The screen are the eyes. The box is the body to close and house everything in so it won't get wet and become destroyed. All it is, it, all men, all, okay, let me get off that. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let me get to my message. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, Amplified Bible. Also, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray. King James Version says, men are always to pray and not turn coward. King James says, and not faint. Uh, Amplified says, not turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. Now, that, if, if this writing is true, then that means that the converse of the text is also true. That when we don't pray, or when we're not always praying, watch this, we turn coward. We faint. Let me tell you something, when people tell you the Bible don't work and that's why I don't do church no more, they coward. They turn coward. Because a real praying person would never say that. A real Bible reading person, what Jesus was never at church lie, you don't read. The Bible says he was always at the temple on the Sabbath day. The scripture says it was his custom, which means it was something that he never missed. It, the Bible just records more of him being in the field than it does in the church. But he went to church every Sunday, every Sabbath. He was at church. So if you're going to follow Jesus, follow Jesus. And watch this. And, and with yourself and self, if you, are, if you don't need church, if you're in the streets, why are you not doing like Jesus? How many people have you prayed the prayer of salvation with in a month? How many people have you laid hands on and pray and agree with their healing in a month? No, I'll do better than that. I'll give you three months. Some of us hadn't touched and agreed with, with, with anyone all this year long. Some of us hadn't prayed the prayer of salvation, hadn't just stopped and felt an unction to talk to that person and introduce them to Jesus. This whole year. But we, we say we love the Lord. And we on his side, where if you're on God's side, God is about his kingdom growing. Instead of cussing a person out, if you, why won't we develop this relationship with prayer and as they're talking, we're listening and Holy Spirit is pinpointing the problem and they're really cussing from a place of frustration because, and then you begin to talk with the love of God on the tip of your lip and you begin to talk to that situation, break that person down and introduce them to Jesus and get them saved and turn their whole life around. But no, that ain't what you're going to do because they pushed you too far and now I'm going to show you I can cuss better than you. Christians, those who say they love God, people who say God know my heart, they turn coward because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak and out of the abundance of the, of the heart, actions flow. How do you say you love me and do not what I say is what Jesus said. He said, I love the lip work, but I want to see the actions too. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments is what he said. 
And one of his first commandments is love your enemies. Do good to them who despitefully use you and persecute them, persecute you. Ooh, y'all know went quiet on me. Okay. So the converse is true. When we're not praying, guys, we're going to turn coward. We're going to faint. We're going to give up. We're going to lose heart in the thing that we were once so passionate about. Ultimately, we'll just give up and quit when you're not praying. So there's something about this prayer. I want to move because I want to get down to my, I got an amazing illustration I'm going to close out with. Um, so, so as I was working on this, I thought about some different type of people who pray. And, and, and here I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I got seven type of, and I know this is not a word, but I got my doctor, so I'm going to make, I'm, I got seven type of prayers I want to introduce you to this morning. Is that okay? The first prayer I want to introduce you to is the casual prayer. These are people who see prayer as a I'll get to it when they have time or if they think about it. They know it's important, but don't make it important. That's the person who's a, who casually prays. Then we got the catch-up prayer. Come on, say the catch-up prayer. <laughs> They, they, they haven't been praying, and it's been a while since they said something, so they give God a day or a few days, then check back out. That's the casual, the catch-up prayer. After the catch-up prayer, then we got the caught-up prayer. The, though these are people who find themselves in an emergency or situation where they need help getting out of it quick, fast and in a hurry. They don't want relationship, they just want help. That's the caught up prayer. Then you got the, can you help me pray? I should have said, can you help me out prayer? These are prayers, pray to God when there is a need. Apart from a need, they sit God to the side at eye distance. You know what I mean by at eye distance? They're not going to be far away from him so, they, so that they can tell others, oh, I got God in my life, but they're really lying. They just got him at an eye distance. They won't get far away from the church to be disconnected. They'll keep it at eye distance. Then you got the, cli uh, can you, I say that, then you got the cliche prayer. <laughs> they are caught up on the look and sound of prayer. They're atmospheric driven. You got a lot of these, what I call cliche they, a lot of them on prayer teams in the church. They, count, they caught up on the sound and the diction of when you pray and the, the gargle and, you know, they caught up on, they, they, no, no disrespect. I don't have no problem with those, but they, they got to make sure they got the thing. And we got people in, in our church to put them on, so I'm not against them. I'm talking about this cliche prayer, though. They caught up on making sure they got their prayer thing around them. Jesus talked about those type of folks. He said, don't be like those Pharisees who like to be out in public when they fast. They put on the garments. They sit in sackcloth and ashes. They're very repetitious in what they say. He said, they're not doing it for me. They're doing it for them. They're doing it to only draw attention. Because what I'm learning, Pastor, is in most of them, them prayer conferences, they ain't moving nothing but the, but the room. I'm, I'm deep on this side of them. They leave, out, they leave from an awesome prayer meeting and go out and drink. So the prayer, the prayer moment couldn't have been nothing. If leaving out of there, you took the spirit to an alcohol bar. 
they just cliche. They, they, they're atmospheric driven. They love it. Oh, I sense him in the atmosphere. He, he's here now, and I don't sense anything. I only see lights. And he's here right now. I don't feel him. I know. He's here. I don't need to feel him every time. Thank God he'll let me feel him sometime, but I don't need to feel him to know. I, he told me in his word, behold, I'll be with you always, even until the end. So I don't need to feel him. He gave me his word that he's with me. Then you have the con artist prayer. They become spiritual only during detrimental times. They know how to get God on the situation, which makes them a danger to themselves. It's some people that, that got the call of God, the call of prayer on their lives. And man, I'm talking about they can get in. They, it's there. The gift and calling of God are without repentance. And, but the problem is be, it, they, they don't understand that they are detriment to themselves because, because the, the gift is giving them a delusion of believing that because they can get in like that, God is still with them. But what they don't understand is the gift working. And the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, so it'll work every time. A prophet can, pro a prophet can, I'm talking about, I have a, a friend of mine um, who, who was in the rap game, and he was in, a, in the studio talking, and um, what's that little short rapper name? Um, Bushwick Bill. He was in the studio drinking, everybody in the studio high and drunk, and Bushwick Bill stops. And prophesies and says, the Lord said. So Bushwick Bill had the gift of prophecy, huh? And said the exact thing he told him that there was going to be an ambush on his life. They were going to try to kill him and that he did not need to go to that thing the next day. He did not go and the guys that went got killed. Prophet, because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But the damaging thing about being gifted like that, he may have thought that because he can hear God like that, God is all right with what he's doing. And that's a danger when you see the gift like that. But God must still be with me. I lay hands on people. God must still be with me. I hear him. Well, he was with you when you was a sinner. Because he said with love and kindness he draw all men. Because, but because he's with you doesn't mean he agrees with what you are doing. Those two things are not the same. Then we have, lastly, the committed prayer, which I'm trying to get all of us to there, right? This is a person that has consistent, ongoing communication with God, not based on ritual or religion, but grounded in relationship. Leave those up there because we got people right, and I want them to be able to get those. Come on, say consistent and ongoing communication. That's where we're trying to get to. We don't want to be any other other prayers. We want to be a committed prayer. And this person has a consistent, ongoing communication with God. Romans chapter 5, verse 10 through 11 in the New Living Translation. Just leave it there. Leave that up there because they still write, and I'll quote scriptures, and we'll let them write the verses down. So you write this verse down, and then you'll be able to go back and, and look that verse over. Romans chapter 5, verse 10 through 11. It says, for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Verse 11, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Come on, say, I'm a friend of God. 
Now notice now, my, my whole purpose of this message, this volume two, is to not only teach you how to pray, but bring you into a real relationship with God. And watch this now. God is your friend. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Anybody got friends? Anybody got friends? Let me see your hand, Rook. Anybody got friends? Anybody got best friends? Got best friends? Anybody got a friend they talk to every day on the phone? We, I'm talking about just by every day, at least one time a week, you gonna, we going to hear from each other. Okay, can I ask you a question? Why, why, why is, is that phone call important to you? It is. Why is that phone call consistent like that and important like that? Because you feel like it's somebody that God placed in your life. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Anything else you want to add to that? You have like a Naomi and Ruth relationship. That's beautiful. I like those are good friends. Those are good. Those are friends that everybody needs. That's real good. I saw you lift your hands up. Uh, could you answer that same question? Because of the relationship. And so the relationship calls. Uh, uh, I don't. It calls that. You all have this constant communication with each other. I like that. I like that. I like that. Well, God is your friend. And God wants you and him to have constant relationship with each other. Let me ask you a question. When, you, when your friend calls you on the phone, well, you, you, are you, uh, that's a, is that an Android or an iPhone? That's an iPhone? Okay. Well, no, no, no. I wouldn't. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. You only got a piece of the information, Kim. Y'all ain't got it all yet. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because here's why I asked that. Here's why I asked that. I was very sincere when I asked that. And here's why. Here's why. Because I've never owned an Android, and I don't know how an Android works, so I don't know if a person calls if the name show up. Okay. Okay. Oh, that was, that was throwing shade? Was that throwing shade? Yeah. Alexis, that was shade? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't mean to throw shade. I, I just never owned the phone, so I don't know how it worked. Bro, was that shade, bro? Oh, man. Okay, listen, listen, listen. All my Androiders, I repent. I promise I wasn't trying to throw no shade. No shade intended. So, but, okay. Now that I hear that, that here that was shade. It was some good shade, though. Okay. Let's just say her number did not show up on, on the screen when she called, right? Because technology now allows us to see who's calling. If the number did not show up, would she need to announce herself when you answered the phone? No, why not? Because you, oh, because you know her voice. You know her voice. Now I'm gonna say something right here. Oh God. Now I'm gonna back up off that because some people, some of y'all just getting started, so you ain't ready for that yet. You ain't ready for that yet. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. I'm gonna build you to that. I'm gonna build. No, I'm gonna say it, but I'm gonna build you to that first. Listen, here it is. God loves you, and He wants to be your friend. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I want to move fast through 17 through 18. I'm reading from the Good News Translation. Are y'all trailing with me? Come on, are you following? You here? You here? Come on, say, I'm here. 
Okay, okay. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 18, the Good News Translation, GNT, if you're taking notes. Anyone who has joined the Christ as a new being, the old is gone, the new has come. All this is done by God, who through Christ changed us, listen, from enemies into his friends and gave us the task of making others his friend also. Imagine what it would be like if you walked up to a sinner and said, can I tell you something? Like what? God wants to be your friend. Think about, and I imagine there's place, because Paul said one man teach contention, another man teaches love. He say, you know, Christ is being preached, so just leave it alone. But I think about the contentious evangelist. You, you're a sinner. You get saved. Think about how many more people they can save through their call if they walked up to that same person and said, because they already know they're a sinner. What if that same person he walked up to him and said, you know what? God wants to be your friend. What if, we, what if we walked up to some of these communities that we feel are in error? The liar, the cheater, those who are being challenged with same-sex attraction. What if we just walked up to them and said, forget about what you're doing is wrong. What if we just walked up to them and said, you know what? God wants to be your friend. Because if you get in friendship with the person, now you get to know the person. And I guarantee you, if I was to meet her and her friend, some of their manners are just alike. You know why? Because we take on manners when we have time spent. It's just so hard. It's just so hard. Just so, Stop telling on yourself. You ain't spending enough time. You're telling on yourself. It's just so hard. I'm about to go back to who I used to. You ain't spending enough time with your friend. Or you're ritualistic and you see him as God. So you put him there and you here. And it's this distance between you two. When there is no distance in real friendship. And even if you're in another state. When we get on the phone, it's just like you next door. Because that's not distant in friendship. I saw one of my teens back there in the back shake her head like that. But see, this is what our teens need to know. That God want to be your friend because they're they going to get off. They're going to get off base. Trust me. A te- some, of them, some of them straight at natural. Some of them stay on that path. But man, some of them take, take the corner route. They take the wrong, long route to get back to God, right? But watch this. If they knew in taking the long route, they're going to get back to the right street. But some of them take that. I took the long route. I ain't have to. I took the long route. But I never forgot that God loved me. He wanted to be my friend. And because he loved me, wanted to be my friend, when I got too far out there, it was his love and his friendship that brought me back. See, when you think God going to get you, you're going to try to get as far away from him as you can. Although you'll never be able to get far away, <laughs> you're going to try to get it. But if I know he's my friend, man, wow, it's a different type of tongue. Got something else I want to say. God desires that you love him and know him. He desires that you know him and love him. Hosea 4, 6 and 6, the Living Bible. I'm reading from the Living Bible. TLB, if you're taking notes, just write that real quick. Here's what it says. I don't want your sacrifices. I want your love. I don't want your offerings. I want to know. I want you to know me. See, they were trying to give what they were trying to do in Hosea. They were trying to bring these amazing offerings and replace their time with God with their giving. And God was saying, no, 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 no. Those those offerings are toxic because you're not with it. It's the offering, but it's not you. He said, so I don't want your offerings. I don't want it if you're giving it like that. Your offering should be you, not offering without you. See, I don't want your sacrifices. 
You've found ritualistic what to do. You've learned how to cut the goat. You've learned how to put it on the altar as a sacrifice. You've, you've learned the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. And you've just become systematic. He said, but I really didn't want that. I wanted you. I was just using that so you can get to me. But now you've made me that. You've made our relationship that. And our relationship is not outer court, inner court, holy of holies. That was just so the sin could be out the way so I, you can get back to me. I want you, God said. I want you I want you I want my creation back in fellowship with me I want you broken but I want you bruised but I want you unsure but I want you in question but I want you battered but I want you Don't have it all together. But I want you. You mine. I made you. I created you. You belong to me and I belong to you. I want you. The problem with all of these other forms of prayer, though, the, the casual prayer, the caught-up prayer, the uh, catch-up prayer, the caught-up prayer, the can-you-help-me prayer, the cliche prayer, and the con artist prayer, here's the problem with those type of prayers. They often miss God. Number two, they don't truly connect to God. Number three, they stay in rebound mode and never ahead. Number four, they remain stagnant or don't know or don't grow, excuse me. They don't grow spiritually. They don't grow in the word. They don't grow in their faith or in their spiritual awareness. They don't mature in the dealings of life matters. All of those, the cliche prayer, the catch-up prayer, the caught-up prayer, the con artist, they never, they never grow. As much word as they may be saying, they never grow. As passionate as they feel in the moment, they never, because it's only about the moment. It's really about them getting, it's not about them getting in relationship with God. It's about getting from God. And then number five, they live life reactive and not proactive. Leave that up there, I'm talking a little bit more. A lot of times, what, what, what's happening in life is we are having to catch up to what God is doing because we miss the instructions that we're waiting in the conversation. And by conversation, I mean in the prayer time with God. It's in the prayer time that he gives or shows us our, okay, go ahead and put that up there. I think that's been enough time to take. Thank you so much. It's in the prayer time that he shows us, listen carefully, this is going to help you. This is really going to make you hunger for time with God. Because you think of, you, it, God, is God is trying to get something from you and to you simultaneously in prayer. Watch this. He's trying to get to you, A, next steps. Next steps, because he always wants you to be in step in his plan and in his purpose and in step in your life. He's trying to give you letter B. He's trying to let you know what's coming or what's ahead because he don't want us to be caught off guard. He, he wants to watch this. He, he, it's, it's in, in the prayer time that he gives or, or shows us our see what to do, change or what you should be getting together or to simply be still and do nothing. See, we could be moving when, we prob when God probably wants us to be still. And we get that in the community. We get that in the conversation. And the conversation is the prayer time. Now, what I was about to say earlier that I thought may not, because I, I know we got Christians in here 
uh, that are on different levels. I got children, some that are uh, more mature than others. And so my less mature Christians, uh, uh, children, when they pray, they're going to go before God. They're going to, you know, we acknowledge you as Elohim. We acknowledge you as Mikkadesh. We acknowledge you as, and, and I ain't got no problem with that. But remember, God wants to be your friend. You don't call your friend on the phone and say, hey, friend who became my friend in high school at 19. Your mama, no, you don't do that. You know, when your friend call on the phone, y'all jump. Y'all may even pick up on the conversation y'all was on last week. Now, what was you saying last? She was like, remind me, girl, what you were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, that's it, yeah, yeah. So what I was saying was, why? Because we have a relationship. And so, so what I'm saying, some of you now, if, that, if that's how you want to do it, I know, you know, you, we still got that Luke 11 pattern and you, you're going to, uh, you know, uh, uh, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, so we're going to start there. Good starting, good, good model, good starting place. But when you grow, when it becomes a relationship, when it becomes a friend, when it becomes a loving conversation, we don't always need the model. They're going to, hey, God, how you doing? God, I just want to let you know I love you today and I thank you, Lord. God, I just need some guidance on this. I want to know what's up with this. Sometimes I, I, I got a prayer to God. I got a prayer that I talk to God with. Sometimes it's just two words. It's three, really, because I first of all, I don't let know I'm talking to him, right? So, because I got to call him up. So, my first thing is, Lord, my, my prayer is short. What up? I, I ain't got to go into no detail because you know my thoughts before they enter my mind. So, you already know what I'm thinking about. And, and what I'm thinking about, I'm asking you, what up? Look, just what up? And I just get quiet and just walk around, man. <laughs> Waiting on you to tell me what up. Because I really don't want to say much else because if, if my what up prayer mean I'm a little frustrated. So I don't, you know, I know you're my friend, but you're still God. <laughs> we friends, but you, you know, you're the big friend. I'm the little friend. You get, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right, all right. So, so, so it's in, it's in, it's in the prayer time that he gives our uh, gives or shows us letter D where you should be where you should be where, where should I be at, at this interval where should I be at this stage of life where should where should I be should I even be in Mobile should I still be in Atlanta was I even supposed to go where we should be be being anything should be is relative right and then letter E watch this what's missing he tells me what's missing he'll say okay Vincent you're not you're not doing this enough Hey, Vincent, you're not committing to consistency enough, and that's why you're not seeing it. Hey, Vincent, you're sharing too much of your time with social media, and you're hearing what some of those people are saying, and before you know it, you're over there trying to preach them folks, and you, you got that whole message in your head, and you're going to get them folks right, and you ain't even going to see them folks. You just love them so much, you want to correct them. So, you meant, so Vince, okay, Lord, okay, Vincent, you don't pastor them folks, Vince. Okay, okay, Lord, but they wrong, but I, I know they wrong, but they had to find that you ain't pastor, they ain't going to even hear from you. He'll tell you what's missing. One last master point. Here it is. Here's the master point. Get this one. It is important that we know the difference between a Satan-caused attack and an attack caused by a lack of action or procrastination. Was that good? Yeah. It is important that we know the difference between a Satan-caused attack and an attack caused by a lack of action or procrastination. <clears throat> and by procrastination, I mean what you should have done, what you should have developed into naturally or spiritually, or what you should have completed. Sometimes we're seeing what we're seeing in our lives has nothing at all to do with Satan. 
we procrastinated and we're behind the eight ball. We were not spiritually developed enough, and now it was time. It showed up just like God said, but my spiritual development, my lack of spiritual development caused me not to be able to, to resist it, stand against it, or even get past it because I didn't take enough time to realize that there's a time and a season to all things, and when God knows a season is coming, he will tell you ahead to give you time to become who you need to become for it. To give you time to do whatever you need to do, whether it's documentation, whether it's school, whatever case, whether you need to be, uh, have a new mentality, he gives you time for the season. But if we're not having this conversation with him, we won't even know the season is coming. And then when the season show up, we like the five foolish brides, and we got to go back and try to get some oil that we should have had waiting. So we can't walk in when the door opportunity. You know, it's almost like going to the amusement park. Went to the amusement park not too long ago. One of the, my, my, well, I like being with my, my wife too, but a vacation I love is going on vacation with my family. So it was like 15, 16 of us, right? And, and so uh, whenever we came up to a ride, my nephew's birthday, so we, they took him to Magic City, grown man at Magic, Magic Kingdom. I said Magic City. Magic Kingdom. Okay. We did not take him to Magic City. That's the uh, that's the dance place, ain't it? Oh no, 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 no. We ain't go there. We ain't go there. You know it's funny. I was talking to a pastor the other day on the phone. I said the same thing. I said, well, he said, well, what park did y'all go to? I said, we, we took him to Magic City. He said, Magic City. I said, I was like, yeah, the kitty park. He said, no, man, that's Magic Kingdom. I said, oh man, I'm sorry, that magic word. All right, <laughs> well, I don't go there. I'm just that was a mess up. So we took him to Magic Kingdom. Let me back up out of that real quick. Let me go back over here again. So we were on vacation with our family, and we took, we took our nephew to Magic Kingdom. Right? And uh, I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, oh, being with all my family, right? I'm talking about being able to walk through this door blessing, right? God, I got to get y'all out of here. Uh, being able to walk through this door blessing. And so we're going to take my, my nephew uh, to that, that magic place. I'm going to mess that up again. So, so uh, when we got up to, to a ride, what we, what we had to do, what, what, what wife and my, my, uh, her sister, what they were doing, they, they were counting the people in front of us. And, and what we sometimes, I think maybe one or two times, we stepped to the side and let two more people go. Because we all wanted to ride together. And based on our numbers, if we had stayed in line like it was, we would have left some family members behind. See, that's what's happening to a lot of believers. They're getting left behind because they're not doing in time what they need to be done so that when the ride shows up, they're able to get on. So they have to miss the ride and wait for it to go all the way around again to come back. And hopefully when they come back around, they read it because if you get frustrated and you've been binding the devil but not paying attention of maybe it's something I didn't do and you say it's the devil's fault, when the ride get back around, you still ain't going to ride because you're blaming the devil. Or you say, God taking me through. And you don't even realize God is saying, no, that was someone that you were supposed to be for this ride that you were going to get on. Maybe I needed to get you up to a certain height because you can't get on every ride if you ain't tall enough. So maybe I was trying to get you up to a certain height to get on this ride, but you wait wasting time not developing or getting ready for the ride and then we blame the devil and the devil hits pause unpause and say it ain't my fault da -da -da -da. 
I got to get you to understand that dude has been defeated. We pay, as a church, we pay too much attention to the devil. The Bible says that Jesus made a show of him openly triumphing over him in them. Luke chapter 10, the Bible says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. The Bible says, And the seventy returned, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us through thy name. We're giving too much attention to him and not enough attention to what we're supposed to be doing and where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to have done so that when the bridegroom comes, we're able to walk through the door of blessing. We're able to walk through the door of increase. We're able to walk through the door of acceleration. We're able to walk through the door of graduation. Are y'all trailing me today? Are you listening to me? Are you here? Come on, say, I'm here. Watch this, the delay is never on God, and sometimes it can be demonic. Sometimes it can, but we need to know that. Sometimes it can be demonic. It can also be us not having done what we're supposed to do or become who we needed to be so that we see what God has already done for us. Come on, say already. already. Okay, let me in. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use that time. So here's my example. Here's my example to that statement. In Daniel chapter 10, Daniel prayed and the angel shows up and says that his prayers were heard from the first day that he set his heart, but they were being withheld. Watch this. Because the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood him from getting to him for 20 days, and he had to call reinforcement for heaven to help him out. So that was demonic because the prince of Persia was withholding the angel from getting back to Daniel with his answer. Luke chapter 19, the unprofitable servant lost because he didn't work with what was in his hands. Remember that one talent servant? He lost not because he was under demonic attack. He lost because he didn't work with what was in his hands. Matthew chapter 25, I talked about the five foolish virgins, uh, the uh, ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. The five foolish didn't, didn't make it through, not because Satan attacked them. They didn't make it through because they didn't consider that they needed to have enough oil for staying and enough oil for moving forward. So when the door opened, their lamps went out. They asked to borrow, tried to go to the bank and get it. The bank wouldn't give them the loan. So they said, well, we got to go back and work to try to make up for it. They went and worked, finally got the oil, came back, but the door, the window of opportunity had already closed because they, because they should have been prepared for the door opening, not preparing themselves to get back to it, to ask it to be opened again. You preach a good pastor. And everything I'm talking about now is all wrapped up in us just committing to having conversation with God. Because watch this. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a hope and an expected end. So God is looking to the end of your life and has already planned it out from the beginning. And just simple conversations with God. I believe that we can get so to a place, we're going to miss it, but we'll never have to make these life mistakes that we're making. If Christians, I'm talking to Christians, would commit. See, when I became a pastor, reading the word was automatic. It was non-optional. It came with the assignment. If you're a Christian, Christians supposed to pray. As blood is to the body, so pray is to the Christian. 
and if all your blood leaks out of your body, you dead. You got to begin to see the importance of your prayer. I got, I got, I'm, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Many people will not make it to heaven, watch this, my other example, because they wasted all their time while living and didn't choose Jesus when they had the opportunity. When God shows us vision, us or where he has taken us, our part is now on the time clock. And you don't have all the time in the world. When God shows you a bit, come on, I even, oh, God, I got to get out of here. I got to plug, I got to plug us in right now. But 2500 Boulevard is on the time clock. Now, it's in God's time, but we got to make sure that we're not short-stepping ourselves on this side with what we're supposed to bring to the table for it to be done. Are you listening to it? We on the time clock. I'm trying to get you to see something. When God gave you a vision about something, you, you, you just went on the time clock. Anybody, I pass them like those baking shows. Anybody like them baking shows? They give you all the ingredients, right? And then they give you 30 minutes. They say, the time starts now. now. I need you to understand why it's so important. Because even if you miss God in prayer and God is there but you're not, he's still going to give the instructions. And the, and the time clock starts whether you got the instruction or not. And oftentimes, I'm going to tell you what happens. Oftentimes what happens is God actually has to pass it off to a non-believer. There are many things God is trying to get in the earth, Pastor, through us. But we procrastinate. We're scared. God shows us something. How you going to do that? How you going to do it? Look who told you. What you mean, how he going to do it? All he wants you to do is say, yes, Lord. Because why should he give you any more instructions if your response to him is how? But if you say yes, he's like, now I can tell you what to do. If you saying how, he's like, why say anything? Because you're already in the seat of doubt. So when God told me to start the church, I fought a little bit, but then I was like, yes, Lord. And after I said yes, man, things begin to be expedited. You are here because of my yes. Oh, God. That's a hard pill to swallow right there, isn't it? Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, New Living Translation says, for, for everything there's a season, a time for every activity under heaven. I see, I see, thank you for that time. There, they, this is why, this is why a prayer life is important, all right? Genesis 3 and 8, Genesis 3 and 8 says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord uh, God amongst the trees of the garden. I'm just focusing on the A portion of the scripture. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So I have a question for you. How many days in the garden did not have a cool of the day? Come on, talk to me fast. None. So Adam and Eve had access to God every day and time with God every day. Did you hear what I said? The Bible says they heard him walking in the garden in the cool of the day. How many days in the garden did not have a cool of the day? None. So Adam and Eve had access to God every day and time with God every day. Every day. They had time with God every day. They had a cool every day. And those cools may be different. Some cools may be longer than other cools. Some cools may be an hour. Some cools may be five minutes. Some cools may be 15 minutes. When you call your friend on the phone, do you time how long y'all going to stay on the phone? No, you don't. Sometimes a five-minute conversation may, may be one last for a whole week. Sometimes an hour conversation because we catching up. It's the cool though still, right? We still talked. And what I'm trying to get you to understand, I'm trying to get you to unearth a prayer from ritual to relationship and say, I just want to talk to God. 
can we talk? <laughs> I don't know why I heard that for a minute. I imagine God singing some of that to y'all, man. <laughs> so when you understand what prayer gives to you, does for you, and builds in you, you give meaning or importance to prayer. You got it? Even teenagers. You ain't got to know all those scriptures and stuff like your mama know and your daddy know. No, no, you have time with God. Listen, as a teen, this is your conversation. Hey, God, how you doing? I just want to talk to you. I recognize you in my life. Thank you for keeping my mama. Thank you for keeping my daddy. Thank you for keeping our house. Please give my mom and daddy what they need so that our homes don't lack anything. And God, please give me the wisdom that I need to make good grades in school and help me to be obedient, God. I love you, Lord. And I hope that I can grow in you even the more. And I thank you. Thank you for keeping my body healthy. Thank you for keeping my mind strong, Lord. Keep me away from the attack of the enemy on my generation, Lord. It's simple. Now, I'm talking to teens. You adults, you ain't going to be praying like that. And please, I'm trying to grow you past this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. You are a grown-up. You should not be praying like that. You should have a relationship with God that you can talk to him. And so if you're not, if you're not full grown in prayer yet, yo, God, what up? Well, I'm going to get into that next week. Here's my, here's my, here's my illustration. Okay, I'm going to try to get out of here live stream, but if, they, if you have to go, then you're going to have to come back at 10, at the 1030, sir, because I'm going to go over that time, too, because I got to get this in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I ain't rushing no more. I'm, 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 I know we got to get out of here, but I'm sorry. I ain't, y'all, I got to, y'all, we got to grow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not checking church off our list no more. We're growing in God. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.